Is binary thinking holding your fitness routine back? More on that coming up next. Welcome to Happily Ever Active, where we crack the consistency code with fitness tips on motivation, mindset, and much, much more. Now, here's your host, author of Feel Like It, and the guy with the silent O, Kelly Dell. Hey, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining me again, and hopefully you can sort of thank yourself for having created some enjoyable exercise experiences over the past week or so. On last week's episode, I interviewed two health psychology researchers, Shailen Strachan and Laura Mead, in what was a very educational show. At least I found it interesting, and I hope you did as well. I just think it's really refreshing to brush aside our collective obsession with willpower and discipline these days and dive into what I think is an under-discussed skill set related to self-compassion because let's face it, things don't always go as planned and how we deal with setbacks and all the feelings associated with those setbacks can have a pretty profound influence on how quickly we get back up on the horse, so to speak, and our motivation going forward. And when you have the long game in mind, being kind to yourself during frustrating times might be the best thing you can do. In other very important news, I've got a team arranged for the Everest Challenge, which is a charity hiking event for Kids Help Phone. And on September 28th, a bunch of us are going to climb the equivalent of the height of Everest at a local ski hill here in the Ottawa area, all in the name of raising funds for what I think is a very important resource for mental health, the mental health of our youth. And I already know this is going to be one of the highlights of 2019 for me because not only is it a great chance to get active outside in a beautiful location with some cool people, but it's also a meaningful cause. And as a teen, I actually took advantage of Kids Help Phone. At that time, I actually found the phone number on the back of a bar of chocolate. That's how Kids Help Phone started to spread the word, I suppose, of this resource. And it's just a terrific support mechanism for our youth, and I look forward to the event. And if you have an inkling, why not support Team Happily Ever Active and drop a small donation? I'd really appreciate that. I'll put the link in the show notes for you. And for anyone who donates, you'll come on the hike with us, at least in spirit, because I'll be tagging my hiking stick with your name as a tribute to your generosity. And if you can recall, from, I think it's episode 21, my interview with the hike addicts who will also be at the event. This hiking stick was hand carved by my grandma and I can't wait to put it to good work on September 28th. So there you go. Now for today, I'm wondering if this has ever happened to you before. Your day approaches the window of time you planned to work out or to do a class or something like that. And as the clock sort of inches towards the decision point, you start thinking, am I going or not? Am I going to go through with this or not? Well, I want to talk about that moment, that decision-making moment, because I know you've probably faced it before, and if you haven't, you'll definitely face it in the future. And this is one of those critical moments that tend to dictate how often we get active on a weekly basis. So based on that, it's really worth exploring. So today's episode is really going to be one of those tip episodes, I guess, where I try and pull something actionable from a common problem or about a common problem so you can better handle it in the future. So to do this, we need to talk a little bit about a tendency we tend to have towards fitness that really reveals itself in such critical moments. And I sometimes call it our binary brain or binary brain syndrome. And binary thinking in fitness happens when exercise is treated like a fork in the road. 
one fork in the road leads to being inactive and the other fork leads to being active. So the choice is a binary one. I'm doing it or I'm not, or really I'm being active or I'm being inactive. That's really what the decision is about. But let's build some extra context here. The objective of any exerciser, I think, is to be more active or to be more consistent with their physical activity. And I really hope more happily active too. And as you know, moving more often in 2019 is tricky business given that we don't need to be active like our ancestors did. So while we're designed for movement, we're built to move, we have to be more intentional about it and muster up the motivation on a regular basis because we don't need our bodies to fetch water, um, hunt or gather food, climb to reach safety from predators and that sort of stuff. These days, it's much more of a decision. We have to be more intentional about it. In fact, there's some researchers that said we have stone age genes in space age times, and that reveals this gap, this big change in our environment that doesn't really align well with how we are designed. Anyhow, it really influences how we approach physical activity and our mindset towards it. All of this also means that liking what we do really matters because survival, at least in the short term, isn't really in the equation anymore. We don't have that same pressure on us, that same motivational pressure to get us moving. If we like something, if we like moving, we're definitely more likely to stick to it over the long term. And that's supported strongly by research. And as I often say, don't take it from me. That's what the research has been saying for decades. So no matter how much people scream from the rooftops that discipline and willpower are the key to an active life, don't listen. Plug your ears. Motivation, it matters and it matters a lot. It's not garbage. It's not a fake idea whatever people are calling it these days, but motivation matters. This is why I wrote Feel Like It. Will If, if willpower and discipline and goal setting um, or getting yet another gym membership were the answer, if that were the, if these were all the ingredients that we needed, we'd all have solved the consistency part by now. So the whole suck it up and do it is not a sustainable strategy. We've just proven this over and over again. In fact, your exercise history probably proves that to you as well. So can we agree already that motivation matters and that whole suck it up thing doesn't really work? So if you failed at the old willpower way, you're pretty normal and it's just not designed to last because it basically says how you feel doesn't matter when the feel of an exercise experience matters immensely, especially when it comes to Those moments when you decide or you're trying to decide or make the decision to go and get a workout on, which of course returns me to binary thinking on our fitness journey. Back to that original binary question. Am I going to work out today or not? Am I going to take that class or not? Am I going to go for that run or not? You might have a thought like this as you lie in bed, if you're a morning runner, or if you're in your car and you're considering hitting the gym after work, or maybe it's just something you experience or a question you might have as that uh, Saturday afternoon Pilates class approaches. Now, you could keep trying to push the willpower button as you decide to be active or not. You could try and stick to that strategy that you're trying to defeat this binary problem with willpower, but the chance of you being successful at that for any meaningful amount of time is pretty small. Um, The alternative is though, you could add 
more forks in the road. This immediately makes the decision-making process non-binary. And what I really mean by all that is that having a backup plan to support those moments when you're wavering, um, you're, you're struggling to make the decision, can ensure that you actually keep momentum going and still create a positive exercise experience when normally nothing at all would happen, that you'd choose the path, you'd choose the decision where you'd end up doing nothing. So let's look at an example. Let's say you have three things, which is great, that you really like to do as the window of opportunity is opening up in your schedule. And like I said, that's a pretty good scenario. You're entering the critical decision period from a position of strength because it's no longer a binary decision whether you move or not. It's it's a matter of what activity am I going to do? And hopefully out of the activities that you have, those three things, one resonates. And so let's say that you're not feeling that spin class you normally take on, you know, the Tuesday night, this Tuesday night. If spinning ain't doing it for you, what looks the most attractive as an alternative? This is where you fire up your backup plan. You know, maybe you're just feeling bored with spinning. Maybe it's too nice of a day to spend time indoors. Um, Whatever the reason, stuff happens. Even if you love spinning most of the time, remember, we also love our best friends, but we don't want to hang out with them every single day, do we? So follow your gut. What other thing? resonates. And when you approach this decision period or you're in this decision, um, this critical moment where you're trying to make this decision, you now have options to let your gut say, you know what? I really feel like doing this. You have to give your gut options to follow though. There's also something else to consider here, a second piece to all this, if you will. It will help if your backup plan includes a variety of intensities because often it's the intensity that is the most unattractive part. High-intensity exercise or the higher-intensity exercises or activities are sometimes the last things we want to do, Um, especially if you're someone who plans exercise late in the day, right, where our energy is sort of lacking. So instead of choosing the couch because that spin class in the the scenario I I, uh, proposed, that spin class isn't attractive, you can choose something else that, of course, can be still beneficial in a lot of other ways and enjoyable uh, above anything else, but you have yourself a collection of options that meet sort of your desired or are resonating, I should say, a resonating intensity level, which then nicely leads me to the question of the week, which is, do you believe you have enough intensity variation in your routine right now to build a nice backup plan to make sure that you are still doing something when you don't feel like doing the most intense thing or the thing that you normally do at a particular time or in a particular window of opportunity? And your answer can really help you create a more effective backup plan. The bottom line to all of this is that you can bust out of binary brain syndrome by giving yourself resonating options and having a few of them that are different intensity levels. And after a while, you'll know your approach is working because you'll end up choosing something rather than choosing nothing most of the time. And that's a great thing. With that, I hope your next seven days are superb. I'll be back next Friday as scheduled. Again, check out the show notes for the link to the Everest Challenge. And of course, until next time, here's to living happily ever active. This episode of Happily Ever Active has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more content on the mental side of fitness. Oh, and don't forget to rate and review the show. See you next time.